Welcome back to another episode of With Sonar. I'm Luke Velasca, of course, joined by the great Kevin Hill. We've got a very special welcome for you today. You will notice there is no Kyle Taylor anymore. If you've been watching some of our previous shows, he is on to lesser and less good things. That's uh, about the nicest way I can put it. KT, if you're watching this, we love you. Uh, you always have a place here as a guest. He's at Project 44. But uh, Kevin, it's a, it's a new era. We're at a new time. It now. is. And it's uh, great to be here. This be, is great. this your first with Sonar episode? I, I think it is. It is. I, I think I've never been on a with Sonar episode yeah. before. Okay. So, yeah. so this is new, new time it, for it is, is, It's new yeah. territory. You've been, uh, you've been getting, uh, so, you know, I'm one of the sales AEs here on mm-hmm. the Sonar team. And, you know, you've been doing another show with the great Richie Daigle, one of the yes. AEs on for Put That Coffee Down. I have. That's, it. That's been a great dynamic to watch. It's been a great, it's been a great experience. Richie is great. He has, yeah. he's a philosopher. He is a which philosopher. I really like. He's a philosopher. He's a chess player. He uh, he can nail down cells yeah. in a purely philosophical type of type of manner. And if I was ever buying something, I would want Richie to sell it to me. I would too. Yeah. I, I I think if Richie sells you something, you have complete confidence in yeah. it. You really do. Yeah. He, there's no there's no fluff that comes into it. It's just hey, this is what we have. Mm-hmm. This is where it sounds like. Yeah. This is where you are. This is where we can solve that. Yeah. These are the pros. These are cons. You know, this is what you have to watch out for. You know, just just this whole holistic yeah. approach. You know what you're is, getting. Is very comforting. Absolutely, very yeah. much so. And he he takes time to understand where you're coming from. Um, on the flip side, with Sonar is you know a little bit less on the sales side and more on like you know what's happening today, what's yeah. happening in the market. Yeah. And we're in an interesting time right now. I think where we we came off of Thanksgiving not long mm-hmm. ago, not two weeks ago, and. You know, obviously, we're already in a volatile market, and that and that creates a few ripples. And and really, I mean, it's I mean, we've got what two weeks left until you have the Christmas, New Year's holiday, and then it's it's January. It's January. It's Q1. Yeah. It's where if you're in the freight industry, it's kind of slow. Yeah. Maybe you're sending cat pictures around yep. to the office. Maybe you're taking some vacations, some mental health days. You're not really doing much of anything because normally it's a, a very slow market. Whenever I was a freight broker. I was in the flatbed space yeah. mostly, and that's really slow. Right. In the first quarter, it's kind of like deep freeze unless we have um, weather, right. know, significant weather uh, that we've seen in, in certain years. But but right now, it's not the weather that's going to kick up Q1. It is just the freight demand out there. A lot of demand. At the moment, is going to mean we had a great Q1 in mm-hmm. 2020. I think we're going to see another very busy Q1 of 2022. Did I say 2020? Yeah. I said 2020. 2021. Yeah. It really it was an interesting demand. Q1, 2020. It was, a, it was a very interesting Q1. <laughs> <laughs> that was a roller coaster in 2020. But 2021, we, we saw a very significant demand. We've, we're going to see that again in 2022. Yeah. So those traditional seasonal patterns are, are still kind of being thrown for right. a loop. Little product placement for you with Sonar will tell you exactly in what capacity that happens, which we'll get back to later. But um, you know, I, I, it, it's interesting too to to see that dynamic shift, right? You know, I think a lot of times we we think of like you know the holiday rush. You know, you've got you know your your FedEx, you know delivery delivery guys. Mm-hmm. You know they're working you know you know twenty five hours a day in a twenty four hour day. Somehow they managed to get an extra hour in, but um, but but in reality for the freight market it. it doesn't quite translate exactly because we we everybody's worked really hard in Q3 mm-hmm. and the beginning of Q4 to bring it all yep. to the point to where the delivery folks can get it. Get it's it like home. a relay. Yeah, it's like passing off the baton. Right. 
you know, the, the, the full truckloads of players mm-hmm. that worked really hard in Q3, early Q4 to get it, to basically hand that baton off to FedEx, the final mile, the, the parcel deliveries to, yeah. to get to the, the consumer. There's a little bit of activity sending everything, all the bad Christmas gifts back, right. you know. So but, they, but, but, it doesn't end for them after December. It it's, does uh, not. Then they got all those gift card purchases that start to come through. Exactly right, yeah. you know. Uh, be interesting to see. I mean, who knows? Maybe, maybe I'd be interested to see is is the week before Christmas busier or less busy than say the week right after New Year's? That's a really good question. You know, I, I think the second biggest shopping day, I, if I remember correctly, is like the day or two after Christmas, right. where everyone's coming in to to yep. do their returns, and it used to be brick and mortar, and now everyone's just sending it. Back, yeah. you know, whether sometimes whether you like it or not, maybe you got some cash. clothes on, they don't fit right. It's like, oh, that's yeah. a nice gift card. Yeah. Sure, thanks. you got an ugly sweater, yeah, not in a good way, but in a bad way. <laughs> you know, you send it back. That's right. Yeah, yeah you and and you, you buy all the things for yourself that you didn't get, anyways. It's like, I, I wanted to buy these, I held off just in case. Well, mm-hmm. I held off for no reason, so time to buy them. Um, but no, definitely, definitely a lot of fun there. Well, I, I'm very interested to see what happens. I think, you know, th- there's going to be a lot of changes here uh, as as we go into it. And, and, you know, I've talked to a lot of shippers this year um, around around the freight market, and, and they're having to make a lot of changes to their, to their bid process, which a lot of bids um, start to kick off the actual action mm-hmm. in January. Some have already kicked off. Some actually wait closer towards the end of Q1, but a lot are kicking off. I have a question for you. Yeah. Is the RFP process dead? Uh, so the traditional yeah. RFP process is that dead? Is that a dinosaur? I don't think it's dead yet, mm-hmm. but I, I think it's, it's 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 on the way out. Terminal. Um, yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, th- there's so many companies that still rely on it. What I am seeing, though, and this is from a conversation I've had conversations with shippers who only spend around two or three million a year in transportation, mm-hmm. and, and shippers who spend over a billion a year in domestic truckload transportation. Yeah. So a big wa- wide range. They're all doing similar things. The ones that actually used to traditionally rely on RFP, annual RFPs, the amount of time that they rely, they're, they're still doing an annual bid, especially the big guys, but they're mm-hmm. like, we're less reliant on it. Instead of it covering 95% of our freight, we're like, maybe it takes care of 75%. And we'll, we'll play the market in the 25%. Yeah. We'll do weekly bids. I mean, mm-hmm. I, ta- I talked to a shipper the other day and, you know, to not name their name out of privacy, it's, I mean, they're they're moving around seven hundred million a year in truckload spend. I mean, that's a that's a lot of freight. I mean, you're, you're one of the big ones. Yeah, you're one of the big ones. You're a big boy. Yeah, and they uh, are doing weekly mini bids right now. Weekly mini bids. I mean, it's just. I mean, somebody as big as them, you would think I have a ton of buying power. They still have an annual bid process mm-hmm. they're doing, but they're like, it's. I, I think you're going to see it's on the way out. You might see the more consistent lanes, so the sure. ones that are more liquid that don't really have the volatility, no matter what market right. it is, and you can kind of work with your carriers. Your main ones might be annual, but I think right. everything else, the annual bed, is a horrible process yeah. anyway for it for everybody. It doesn't make it's, sense. It takes too much time and resources from the shippers. Yeah, it is uh, is, is horrible for the carriers and three PLs because it it just takes a lot of time and resources, yeah. and it's not efficient whatsoever. So on the, those extra lines that you're talking about, having those weekly bids, uh, playing the market a little bit, I, is, I, I think the, the wave of the future. Yeah. And the technology has finally caught up to be able yep. to do that. Right. Yeah. And I, I think that was a big piece of it, right? The technology wasn't there before. You know, 
a lot of 3PLs didn't have the data to basically say, well, we don't really know what's going to happen. So let's just, let's just throw a number at it yeah. and see what sticks. Mm -hmm. um, or the carriers would say, well, we'll just, we know we can make money here. Oh, the market heated up. Well, there's a rejection now. Rejection starts to go up when the market changed. So I'd be interested yeah. to see. Let's uh, just, just for, for a quick visual here, let's see where we are today. Let's go ahead and throw this up on the screen. Um, for those who have watched Swiss Sonar in the past, this is a familiar chart with you. You know what this is. This is effectively the, the U.S. truckload demand, right? This is our outbound volume index. Um, we're getting close to the end of the year here. So the chart's pretty full. Um, that blue line that you see there, that is year-to-date truckload volume. That's where we are today. For reference, orange line is 2020 volume. Purple and green are 2018 and 2019 volume. So you've got a little bit of historicals there. So where we look today is where that blue line ends. That's today or this morning. And um, we are ever so slightly below the 2020 or orange line. Yeah, the crossover ever so slightly, ever so slightly back in what was it, October. Uh, you, yeah, you, you, you saw the you saw the crossover. Yeah, you saw the crossover where we're below twenty twenty one. I'm sorry, twenty twenty. Yes, can't, I can't get my yeah, years straight. I cannot get my years straight today. <laughs> uh, so, so twenty twenty, right? Which was a very yes. strong demand market. And oh, you can yeah. see it from from here too, right? You know, the, the green and, and the the lines are really low. Which one's twenty eighteen? Twenty eighteen is the purple line. So the purple line was 2018, we all said was robust. We yeah. had a great GDP growth. We had the tax cuts. We had the hurricanes. We had all of yeah. this disruption, ELD regulations. ELDs, yeah. uh, and 2018 is just a fraction of what 2020 was at mm -hmm. this time and 2021. So yeah. that gives you a perspective of how much tender volumes have grown yeah. over the last couple of years and what kind of bull market we're in right now. Absolutely. And a big part of it is, is you know, this, this is demand. So effectively, right now, demand is approximately 45, 50% higher than it was, um, you know, this time, mm -hmm. you know, in a traditional seasonal year, we'll call it. That's not to say that 45, 50% freight is moving. It's saying no. that the demand to move that much is there. But what we will see is if you take retail sales, if you go back to retail sales and you look at like about a six year, it takes about six years. Yeah. Every six years, you can get about 25 to 30% growth in retail sales in the United States. We did that in the back half of last year. Unbelievable. It is unbelievable. So while, you know, it's a proxy, you know, tender volumes are a proxy for load volumes. That, that proxy shows that we've had such robust, we've had retail sales growth at a pace that we've never seen before and likely we'll never see again. And something to go along with that, I, I think that's that's representative um, in imports as well. Here, let's put this up. Oh, look at that! So that's yeah. retail sales right there for you. Right Last there, five years. Short. Yes. That dip right there that you see that massive, you know, yeah, Mariana Trench. That's, that's April twenty twenty. April twenty twenty. And then, I mean, my goodness, look at that. I mean, I, th I think the biggest thing is December of twenty twenty one is right where my cursor is, and then mm -hmm. look where we are. We were at. Five hundred forty-two thousand, and jumped all the way. Can up we get to a percentage of growth on that? Absolutely, we can. Well, let's look at the percentage of growth because I mean we're, we're talking a year, yeah, really, literally. When year do you want to start year. it? When do you want to look at it? What time uh, period? One year, December. Yeah, December, okay. December, kind of one year gap right there. What, what number do you have on that? That's just shy of nineteen percent. So, so twenty percent, nineteen, nineteen percent growth in retail sales in twelve months. Twelve months, unbelievable. That is really unbelievable. Most of the retail sales are skewed more towards 
right? So there's yeah. skewed more toward tangible goods, and that's particularly the, the drive-in sector. Right? Drive-in sector. That's the reason yeah. why I see tender load volumes what fifty percent, fifty percent higher above anything we've seen. Yeah. Uh, because we've grown retail sales twenty percent in the last twelve months, and yeah. if you go back to Let's go right before pre-pandemic and look at what the growth is in the last, what, year and a half now? Yeah, so we'll we'll look right before the the big dip. So right at the start of 2020, we'll call it. Yeah. And we'll come up Throw that line up there. And you're at, uh, it's a little squished with my screen, but it comes out to just just shy of 22%. 22%. So we've gone from from there to a huge dip where the economy shut down. Restarted during this pandemic, we're up 22% on retail sales. That, you want to know how much they grew in 2018, the crazy freight year? How much? 0.6%. 0.6%. So there you go. So 0.6%, <laughs> I, I think that tells us that 2018 was a capacity year. Yeah. It was a capacity year. You had the two hurricanes. You had uh, a blip in, in, in GDP growth from the corporate tax cut. And then you had ELD, yeah. the ELD mania that, that we all went through. So it was more of a, a capacity constraint where this is demand focused. Right. And capacity has had a lot of headwinds to be able to catch up with that. Because, I mean, 22% growth, it takes a hell of a lot to, to, to catch yeah. up with that. And we just can't do it yet. Right. I mean, and, and that's 22% for, especially for our economy, it, it, it's, un, it's an unfathomable amount of goods. I mean, people always mm-hmm. talk about, right, you know, there's uh, so many ships sitting at the ports. You know, we talk about imports are up close to 22, 23%, yeah. I think uh, was the last number that I saw. So, you know, I mean, at, at some point, I mean, you said it right, demand is, and this goes back to our conversation just a moment ago, our annual RFPs. What do, you, what do you do in this situation? You throw it out the window. You do. You do. I mean, it's, it's, so the disruption has created yeah. uh, a new path forward, yeah. a new normal probably for RFPs, yeah. you know, to the adapt to this this volatility. And hopefully the technology has, has, has really caught up as well to where we never go back to these annual bids that take three months. That you get a spreadsheet in your inbox from a major shipper, and you're bidding on a thousand lanes, or maybe it's not a thousand, but it's, right, it's maybe it's ten thousand. Yeah, I know ten thousand <laughs> lanes, and you know you're throwing numbers for estimated volumes of two because you just want to win a lane because you're doing all this work. Right, right, and and it, in in your world, so you know when you were working with um, you know flatbed. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I mostly worked in the drive-in and reefer space when I when I was in brokerage. Didn't do much flatbed. It, does flatbed do as did, did it do as many annual bids? Was it a little bit little bit more seasonal oriented. It's a little bit more seasonal okay. oriented, right? We would do these drive-in bids, and we'd lose every single one of yeah. them because we didn't know how to move drive-ins. Right. We, we just didn't know. We we didn't have the the, the carrier connections yeah. to do that. We did with flatbed. A lot of it was uh, international or across sure. the border into Mexico and back heavy haul type of type of thing. So it was more project-based than your traditional bid. But there's some oil companies out there that consistently ran freight. Um, but but we always try to dabble in in dry van and some reefer freight. And we we stumbled and, and fell every single time. So it really yeah. wasn't, the juice was not with the squeeze on it. Yeah, no, absolutely. And and, and with that, let's, uh, you know, we're I know we're in the, the back third of time here. Something that'll be really great to, I think, look at will be, um, let's look at some some specifics of the market let's, and how, we're, how it's trending, right? So let's we dive we saw, into the details. Got to get into the details, right? You know, high level here, retail sales way up, right? Tender volume way up. 
um, imports way up. We know that. Um, but but where is that happening, especially on a, on a, on a near uh, time basis? So uh, we've got a map here we're going to throw up, which I think is a, is a great display of, uh, of how the market has shifted, particularly post, uh, post-Thanksgiving. Um, so for reference of what you're looking at here and what the colors represent, this is our weekly head haul map. Uh, the weekly head haul map tells you really the change in capacity or load imbalance. So the blue represents where there is a much greater increase in outflow of demand relative to capacity coming in. Red is there's a much, uh, a much more significant decrease in demand relative to how much is coming in. So in other words, your red markets are becoming backhaul markets. Your blue markets are becoming stronger mm-hmm. headhaul, headhaul markets. That's not to say that, you know, if we look at, um, say, uh, here's a good example, Phoenix, Arizona down here, it's only lightly red compared mm-hmm. to Seattle. It's not saying that Seattle is more of a backhaul market than Phoenix. It's just saying over the last week, Seattle has gotten looser relative to Phoenix. Yeah, I see. Uh, see Vegas in Nevada. Yes, is, you do. Oh, is it is red? Okay, so slightly, it's, ever it's so getting, slightly. I, it's, it's to the right. I thought that was Vegas, yep. but uh, some yeah, because some of those blue markets doesn't mean that they're really head haul markets. Right, they're just getting stronger into the head haul direction. Now, one market that is very much so head haul right now and got stronger the last week, and mm-hmm. this is what one we're going to take a look at is Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Harrisburg has been very strong right now. And I think a lot of that uh, has to do with, uh, I mean, I mean, part of it, it, it's a great distribution center for really the Northeast. Mm-hmm. I mean, something close it to is. what one third of the U.S. population lives within a 250 mile radius of New York. That is correct. Give yes. or take. So, yeah. Um, and Harrisburg is a great place to do that. And, and one place it, that's a great feeder market um, mm-hmm. outside of the Northeast for, um, for Harrisburg is Chicago. Um, so let's go ahead and pull this up real quick. Um, so what we've got on the screen in front of us here is Chicago to Harrisburg tender rejection. So blue line, ignore ignore the green line for right now. The the blue line that you see there is tender rejections as of this morning um, over the last few months from Chicago to Harrisburg. Uh, so we're sitting just a tick under 20%. Mm-hmm. Big dip. And look at that drop just over the yeah. last couple of days since Thanksgiving. I mean, look at that. We were up What's that? Twenty four and yeah, a quarter, 24. and we just, we just, I mean, we took a, we took a hard drop. Hard drop. I, I guess uh, Christmas goods or holiday goods or or moving eastward. Yeah, moving eastward, maybe off the rails in, in Chicago, into the DCs in, in Harrisburg, right. and then you know that two hundred and fifty mile radius where I what was it ten percent? Yeah, of of the U.S. population. I, I think close to close to thirty, right? Thirty, thirty percent, something like that. Yep. That's 29. Don't, don't, you know, yeah. approximately. Okay. We've got to use our broad TV terms here. Now, um, but what, what I think is, is really interesting here. Now let's look at the green line. The green line is the national average for tender rejections. So we're sitting at just 18 and a quarter percent. While it did go up slightly run up to Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. not nearly as significant as the blue line, Chicago to Harrisburg. So that capacity or, or demand was, was quite significant, but then the drop off happened quite significantly which goes back to our map, we saw capacity really tighten in Harrisburg and it was already tight. Yes. Implying that Harrisburg is a very attractive market for trucks to be in right now. It, it is. And why, why do you think that is? Well, we might have to go ahead. But short hauls, are we? That's, we're talking about longer hauls than, than that, that, that final mile or, right. or to the retail stores. 
Right, right. So yeah, so a, a lot of it is uh, um, there's a lot of distribution center movement there. So I think there's a lot of changing of goods in between warehouses going around. So there's, there's still a lot of freight coming into the port too of New York and Jersey that has mm-hmm. to move a lot. Um, you know, I think we, we forget the port of New York and Jersey is not much smaller than LA or Long Beach. Yep. Not much smaller. When you look at those ports individually. Yes. So, so you're saying port traffic coming off into Harrisburg. Right. A lot of freight coming in. They I have a way that. to get out. So they do. They have a way to get out. Um, so kind of one of those. Not saying going up to the Northeast, like all the way up into Maine or New Hampshire, you're going to have a good time. But, you know, in that area, that tri-state area, you might be okay. It's very strong right now. It's very strong right now. And getting stronger and implying, right? If tender rejections are dropping out of Chicago mm-hmm. to get to Harrisburg. I mean, I mean, Harrisburg's more attractive than Chicago right now if you're a carrier. One of those so rare times. Interesting. One of those rare it times. It is one of those rare times. Yeah. And, and these are the opportunities that you really have to cash in on. Yeah. You have to play the markets. If you're if you're going to be in the spot market, uh, if you're going to be in the everything seems to be a spot market right now. Yeah. If you have a weekly mini bids, oh, yeah. that's still the spot market, right? I mean that is that is this one fraction of a step removed from the pure same day. That's right. Spot market there is. So if you're playing that market, short term market, the spot market. These are the, the opportunities that we really have to cash in on that, that yeah. will make a difference at the end of the year in your financial performance. Kevin, you're a financial guy. I like to think of it as the, um, I mean, the the, fin- the the spot market guys are kind of the day traders. They are. Of the transportation world. They are the day traders, especially the same day. Yeah. If you say same day loads, next day loads, that yeah. is day trading. That's day trading. You're day trading. Sometimes you win big, sometimes you lose big. <laughs> sometimes, and sometimes when you lose big, you're just wasting a lot of time to get nowhere. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And it's, it's, I, I think of it too as like, I, I, I think about the guy who, who gets a great load going in somewhere. They had a big win, but mm-hmm. they didn't think about what they were going to do when they got there. And now it's like you're deadheading out forever. So now they're trying to trade their way out of a hole. <laughs> you're, you're exactly right. You're either sitting there, you're deadheading out, yeah. you're, you're taking a load to somewhere else that's even worse, maybe. Yeah. And it could just be worse for you. But you're not being strategic, and That's yeah, right. you're you're getting yourself out of the hole. Yeah, your your Robin Hood account yeah. is, is 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 turn off is the margin, out. you knuckleheads that are out there. <laughs> we know we know who you are. Um, but yes, no, that, and, and it's and, and that and that's really where I think the the sonar data can separate itself. Is it it, it you see those real time movements, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, if if I'm sitting back and I'm a carrier, right, I'm thinking like, yeah, I'm not going to Harrisburg over over Chicago, Chicago. Why would I do that? But this is one of those few times where it makes sense to do that, right? We look at it 90% is. of the time, probably doesn't make sense to do that. It is. And, and all your competitors are looking to go to Chicago and driving down the rates. Yeah. But if you have the market intelligence to know that Harrisburg is a great place to go, you're going against the grain a little bit, you're finding your niche, yeah. and you're, you're cashing in on those opportunities that, that pop in and out. Yeah. 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 And, and, that, and that's what the beauty is. You're using is. the algos to your advantage. That's right. Using the algos to the advantage. Yeah. You are you are the algo trader now. <laughs> all right. Um, how, how do you think? So when we're coming into into Q1, right? You know, we we think going back to our our, our beginning mm-hmm. conversation, Q1 might be a little bit slower, at least relatively speaking, right? I yeah. mean, if we're we're up here, we might come down to here. Still way elevated, more than likely from where yes. we have been, but uh, might cool off a little bit. H- how do you think? Um, I guess, how can somebody leverage this type of data? If you're a carrier, how would you leverage this type of data to, to stay busy in a time like that? Well, I, I think I, I think exactly the, the way you're, you're talking yeah. about it just before. You, you have to find these pockets of the right moment, to be in the right moment at the right time and 
dumb luck will only get you there yeah. maybe 10% of the time, right? You make your own luck. And, and using sonar and advanced analytics like this yeah. to, to, to pick those pockets, you're going to find yourself at, in the right place at the right time to, to capture these opportunities. And it's all about putting yourself there and to be really lucky, truly lucky, yeah. you have to make your own luck. And this is a, a tool to make your own luck. I like that. Make your own luck. So you have any ways we can replicate that for the lottery or is that, is that just for freight? Well, I mean, there's ways to, <laughs> to, to replicate it for the lottery. I, I wouldn't recommend them, but <laughs> there are ways. <laughs> All right, folks. Well, with that, I uh, hope you enjoyed. We're getting right to the end of the time. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks for tuning in to Wist Owner. Uh, Kyle Taylor, if you're watching, we wish you the absolute best. It was a great ride. You helped me host the show for nearly two years. Uh, and for those watching, we hope you enjoy uh, as we continue the, uh, the progress of with Sonar. Uh, let us know in the comments if you'd like to see some changes during this time. Now's the time to change things. So anyways, have a fantastic rest of your day. We'll see you next week live, uh, 3.30 p.m. Eastern time. Have a fantastic rest of your week. Take care. Everybody.